Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, product professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I am your host, Maria Retan, and it's great to be here today. I'm in Minneapolis, and it's snowing like you wouldn't believe here. So it's nice to be inside talking to you via the radio. I'm so glad you could join me. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock. The focus is marketing to women. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending. That's the woman. Well, first up today, some information about going online. Four in five of all U.S. adults, that's an estimated 178 million people, are online, and online a lot. In, In fact, Uh, More than half of U.S. female Internet users over ages 25 say the Internet is their main research source for checking out potential product purchases. So marketers out there, heads up, women are online number uno over magazines, newspapers, TV, and even family and friends. It's pretty hard to believe. We knew it was powerful. I don't know that we knew it was that powerful. In fact, when it comes to men and women, women are just proportionally likelier to participate in community-oriented activities online. In fact, 45% of women send electronic greetings once a month. That's versus 25% of men. And more than 22% of women are sharing photos online, too, versus 18% of men. So if you're trying to connect with women online, it's obviously the way to do it. Well, each and every week, I take a deep dive into a specific consumer segment. And kind of going along the path with this online theme today, I chose as the purse profile as the bag, borrow, and steal sister. Now, You may be a little bit confused by that, and that may be because many of you don't know what bag, borrow, and steal is. Well, it is a really great designer handbag rental agency. It's online, and it's based on a subscription. It allows members to pay up to almost $10 a month to borrow bags from a virtual closet. And you can choose from things like 100 top-name designer bags. And when you're done with it, you just return it. That's instead of paying like $3,000 for a designer bag. You can just pay 10 bucks a month, and you're, you've got the latest designer handbags. So we're going to be talking about the bag, borrow, and steal sister with an emphasis of online women. The demo is 14.3 million women out there, average age about 46, I'd say. They do primarily stay at home with their kids. They make about $41,000 annually, and they're really into bargain shopping, as you can imagine. If they're on bag, borrow, and steal, they're looking for a bargain. In fact, they'll travel out of their way to go to a factory outlet store, and they always go to the clearance rack. Of course, they're very interested in fashion and, in fact, always buy the latest fashions and are willing to switch things up just based on novelty. And, in fact, many of them are no longer wearing clothes they wore a year ago. Now, I don't know about you. I wish I could say that. But, unfortunately, that's not the case. Um, they also are incredibly influenced by their friends. So 
another way to get at these women. When it comes to brands, they're checking out Fashion Bug, Marshalls, um, trying to get to that bargain basement price, Victoria's Secret and Target, which we all know you can get great design at Target. Um, they're driving Chevys, Volvos, and Dodges, and they're checking out cosmetics by Avon, Maybelline, Neutrogena. And some of their favorite designers are Liz Claiborne and Mud and Chloe, and they're even shopping Lane Bryant. So how do you reach them? Well, we've already talked about how they're online a lot. and In fact, they're checking out eBay and CoolSavings.com. Also, they're on MySpace and Amazon.com. So obviously, online is a huge way to connect with these folks. They're reading parenting magazines, celebrity publications, and women's general um, books like Good Housekeeping and Country Living. And they're on cable, uh, the typical ones you might think, like HGTV, TBS, Lifetime, Oxygen, and We. And then they are also looking at some network shows like Entertainment Tonight and All My Children. So the Bag, Borrow, and Steal Sister. If you want to connect with her, think Bargain Basement Prices, but speak her language online. Well, my guest for this program today is Jennifer Kemp of Kemp & Company in Minneapolis, Minnesota, an interactive communications resource. Jennifer and her folks help companies improve the customer experience through multi-channel strategies. Again, in keeping with the online theme we have today, um, I thought Jennifer would be a great fit with that topic. She has more than 17 years of experience leading innovative corporate initiatives and really is looking at digital advances for driving change in the ways consumers react to and consume information from media and brands. That's a lot, isn't it? Ah, We are ensured to have a fantastic show today with Jennifer on board. We're going to take a quick break, and then I'm going to be back with Jennifer Kemp. Stick around. The best is yet to come on Purse Strings. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Hey, what are you reading? Revenue Magazine. It keeps me up to date on everything in performance marketing. Yeah? I get all my information online. <laughs> I don't see a computer next to your boogie board there. Well, I've got a regular magazine here. <laughs> Revenue Magazine is the only hard copy magazine that covers affiliate marketing techniques, search technologies, online fraud prevention, and interactive advertising, branding, and marketing. My magazine's got pictures. Revenue Magazine has everything for online marketers, affiliates, merchants, agencies, and networks. And you can read previous issues, blogs, and more at RevenueToday.com. Uh, mine's got a centerfold. Revenue Magazine. The Performance Marketing Standard. For more information, go to RevenueToday.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Searchcast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic with RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service. You'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. 
cover story. As far as my background is concerned, we haven't published a magazine before this one. We did do a book. Now, how did you publish um, the book? Well, we actually did it ourselves. We wrote it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Rock on. We love those plagiarists. Cover story. We're reserving a headline for you. Live broadcast Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the public relations section only on webmasterradio.fm. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream, webmasterradio.fm. We're the coolest place around, webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Hey, welcome back to Purse Strings. I am Maria Retan, and joining me now is Jennifer Kemp with Kemp & Company based here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Jennifer is an interactive strategist. Jennifer, thanks so much for being on the program today. Well, we have a theme going on today. The listeners have already clued into the fact that it's an online interactive theme, and I said you were the perfect person to be on today to kind of talk about where digital landscape is going. And in fact, um, first thing I want to talk about is everyone's talking about Web 2.0. And I think a lot of companies think that Web 2.0 may still be emerging, but frankly, it's really the mainstream technology these days, isn't it? It is. Um, you know, there's a lot of confusion about how to talk about it. Um, I, I would categorize it as, as rather mainstream, and certainly um, we have a lot of our consumers who are using it. And so our brands today are trying to figure out how to get in on the conversation, uh, what's relevant, how to monetize it, how to measure it. And I think that's where the opportunity lies today with Web 2.0. What are the challenges, would you say, facing companies today as they look at the digital landscape? And then a two-part question, what, what are mm-hmm. some of the opportunities as well? Okay, well, I think to, to really look at that, you've got to, got to talk about where companies are today um, and then really what Web 2.0 is. So I'm going to touch on those two pieces briefly. I think a lot of companies today are still operating on a web 1.0 site structure. So in other words, it's either rather static information or it's, um, maybe it's a, a larger company on, a, on an infrastructure that doesn't allow them very much flexibility and change. Um, web 2.0 is really uh, something that came about because of the increase in bandwidth big pipes, basically, distribution, lots of big pipes, mm-hmm. platform and open standards. Okay, So all of that facilitated innovation and in application development that gave people the power of their voice. So for the first time, somebody could go somewhere and say something about a product or service, good or bad, and if there were enough people who were interested and would want to join into the conversation, suddenly that, that person's voice mattered. And so the resulting technologies and sites that have become popular that are examples of 2.0 are things like blogging, um, social media, social media services, um, product service and ratings, uh, tagging, like things like delicious, 
Wikipedia and wikis and other sort of unique buy-sell models that were created by, by people. So instead of waiting for someone to offer a product or service at a price that was right for them, they'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice at a price that was right for them. They'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice at a price that was right for them. They'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice at a price that was right for them. They'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice at a price that was right for them. They'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice. They have, have some, some power in the way that they communicate. And, um, and we can, in a bit, if you want to dive into some examples of those things, we can do that because it's, it's fascinating. Uh, but that's really what, that's the opportunity for companies today is, okay, if this is the voice of, of an individual or a group of individuals, what's my place as a brand in that conversation? Yeah, and I think a lot of companies are just catching up to that, frankly, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. They've been limited by broadband. They've been limited by, you know, they're just having a static, maybe one-way conversation. And they're just starting to get comfortable with that two-way conversation because it does make them a little bit more vulnerable. Um, mm-hmm. But there's huge opportunity if they do that, isn't there? There, there is. So, so let's just think about if you look at social media as a, if we just want to look at examples. So the obvious ones we want to think about are MySpace and Facebook. And you know, as a brand, do we have a place there? And and what are the risks and rewards of doing that? But you know, if you look at globally, where the other opportunities lie, lie you want to look at social media like Mi Gente and Vostu, which are for Hispanic uh, um, groups, and for Sci World, which is um, South Korean, Black Black Planet, and um, Face Party, which is the UK, Bebo, and Badu. Um, these are all very, very interesting, unique uh, areas that you can go and connect with other people that you have, like, interests with. Um, and I think um, other other areas like product and service ratings are important for companies to look at. Um, we, you know, there's an example of um, when many of us in, in, in the advertising communication know about the whole Comcast must die um, debacle, right? You don't want to be Comcast in that situation, but um, really they're just representative of, of a lot of um, big companies where they haven't made improvements to customer service and perhaps the way they should have. In, and enabling interactive media to do that and help that conversation, right? And because they haven't done that, the power of the voice of a person in a blog resonated with so many people that it resulted in something called Comcast Must Die, and finally it got the attention of Comcast, and they made right. some changes. You don't want to be on the tail end of that as a brand. No, absolutely not. You don't want to become prey to your terrorists out there because this has certainly certainly opened the channel for terrorists to go in and say whatever they want to say about your your company. And you can either choose to be part of the conversation or not. And, you know, based on your business goals and objectives, I guess you have to consider the risk-reward of entering that that conversation, I suppose. But um, 
let's talk a little bit too besides the the opportunity to have the two-way conversation there are other multi-channel interactive considerations what are they mm-hmm. and and why are they important um so multi I, I think about multi-channel intera- interactive because many of um, the brands that I work with are organized in uh, verticals, right? So you have a retail mm-hmm. channel and a web channel and and, and probably a call center channel. And, um, and really, our customers don't think about us that way. So you have to, you know, somebody should be looking at this holistically and tying it all together in a consistent manner. So um, if you just look at the interactive opportunity, I, I, if you want to start with the physical space, how are we using interactive media in the physical space to connect to our customer back in the virtual space or wherever they might be when they leave us in our, in our store or physical location? Mm-hmm. And um, so that's one channel. In, in the web space, of course, um, another big, big channel, we have so many opportunities. I mean, one thing would be the, the brand space itself, so the .com, you know, whatever, whatever brand you are, .com. But there is also opportunity outside of brand in the, in the web space, and I'm not talking about SEO and SEM and ad buys. I mean, there, that's, that's an opportunity that's very specific, and there are a lot of people who know how to do that really, really well. But beyond that, what what sort of content are we creating and seeding the web environment uh, and the ecosystem with our brand messaging to drive people back to our site to purchase our goods and services or to learn about what we have to offer? How are we doing that? And that's a, that's a real opportunity today. So that's one channel. And I, I think the third big one is uh, is mobile, and this is emerging. Um, you know, if you just look at the numbers, um, and, and, and there are different numbers, different articles and, and, and data that you can get, but the, the data that I use is um, worldwide, you know, six, 6 billion people, 3 billion cell phones. And so clearly as we move toward um, more open standards, which which we're approaching, and outside of the United States we have we have more of that than we have here, um, we're going to see mobile 2.0 and all of the opportunity afforded where what we've seen for web 2.0 repeating itself in this space, and I think it's going to be more powerful. Yeah, mobile and um, mobile marketing. You know, I I know companies tend to struggle a little bit with with mobile marketing, thinking I think that it might not reach the numbers of people that it needs to reach, such as online does. But it's really about interacting with your end consumer, isn't it, Jennifer? I mean, it's really about creating a brand experience. Oh, it is. And, and it's knowing... It's knowing all the things that you have available to you as a brand, and and how do you how do you create the right mix, um, depending on what your product and services and who your customer is, um, but but clearly um, mobile has has an opportunity that um, some of these other channels don't have in the sense that it is the one device that you carry with you all the time. And there are 2.5 times more cell phones than Internet connections. Um, I mean, just think about text messaging alone. You had 350 billion text messages sent last year. So, um, so clearly you have an opportunity to talk to people in a unique way with this medium, and as it becomes more sophisticated, this will just increase. Right. I think that there's there's huge opportunity there. And I know also in discussing... Um, kind of, we are marketing to women. The show's called Purse Strings. So I, I wanted to take a little minute as well before mm-hmm. we take a break to talk a little bit 
about reaching women specifically. I know you you look at a wide range of ways to interact with both men and women. And I was interested in getting your thoughts on how women are using the Internet and what, what you are seeing as kind of maybe some new emerging emerging trends. Well, I mean, if if you look at the female segment generally, it's clearly a mega niche. And um, trend, if you follow trend watching, that's how they describe it. Um, women comprise over 50% of the population and make over 80% of our purchase decisions. Um, in the United States alone, consumer spending accounts for two-thirds of the gross national product. So you've got a really powerful um, group here. So all companies need to be aware of this segment and, and to think about it generationally as well, to start to slice and dice the segment and, and talk to people appropriately. Um, but if you start to look at the web, um, certainly you've got um, strong adoption in all of the um, 2.0 areas, from blogging to social media to product, service, product and service ratings and beyond. Um, and you're see also seeing women be extremely entrepreneurial in this space uh, when you think about what you're seeing with eBay and some of the other um, you know, um, differentiated e-commerce business models online. Global trends, um, now again, I think all of us would probably agree that you can look at you know, the top five global trends over here to the top ten over here, but if you start to kind of take them all together and bubble the, the key ones to the top, I'd say from a product and service perspective, here are some of the ones that I'm seeing globally uh, for women. Um, Do-it-yourself is, is a big category. Um, and approaching women uh, with information about uh, how to do it yourself in the category of their interest is strongest online simply because of the power of search and finding other people with like interest in what they're doing and so forth. It's just a, it's just a natural. Um, we're also seeing um, a strong push into sports. So if you look at what Nike is doing with Nike Women, Patagonia, um, Femme Sportif is another one, and Outdoor Divas. These these groups are all, you know, really making a move to talk to women uniquely in the online space. And so, if you haven't taken, if might to the audience, if you haven't taken a look at what they're doing, I would encourage you to do so. Um, another interesting one is is really about buzz. So women in the U.S. can sign up to test drive new products in exchange for opinions and reviews in a, at a place called SheSpeaks.com. And as of August of this year, 30,000 women had signed up. Um, I, I'm sure that you know if we w were to go ask them today, they, they'd have grown exponentially. Um, and it's a really interesting concept that Procter & Gamble has picked up on as well, obviously just for their products, but it's called Vocal Point, and it's been, as I understand, um, very successful. Right. We're very familiar with, with Vocal Point and what they've managed to do to drive sales for their, for their clients. Well, we're going to take a quick break, Jennifer, and when we come back, I would really like to explore – um, companies getting involved in these conversations and having maybe directing the conversations with women and mm -hmm. what can be the good and the bad about that. So um, hang in there. When we come back with Purse Strings, we're going to explore that topic in just a minute. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Purse Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Guys, are you suffering from ED? Email delivery problems? Is your email list underperforming? 
Then let JPG Mail enhance your results. We've got the best in email enhancement products on the web. Our email delivery service will enlarge and maximize the monetization of your data. JPG Mail will fulfill your needs from data acquisition, management, mailing to reporting, and give you the confidence to pick up visitors, enter a URL easily, and download suppression lists to enjoy that feeling of total satisfaction. We'll give you guys the ultimate tools, and we'll show you how to use them. Email enhancement, where you need it the most. JPGmail.com Dude, fishing in Costa Rica is going to be awesome. Amen, bro. Now that Value Click Media had netted FastClick, we've got one of the largest online advertising networks fishing us for big bucks. You know, while we're out catching snapper. Hey, Steve, you're coming too, right? No, I'm still using BenAzRUs.com. I can't afford to be away. You've got to work with Value Click Media. I've got this great account manager who's easy to work with, and they have access to the best advertisers and earn me high rates. Don't worry. We'll bring back pictures. Yeah, terrific. Visit Value Click Media now and click on Solutions for Publishers for more details value click media a rose by any other name would still be the same move over shakespeare you need to differentiate yourself from your competition do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of jupiter media the nhl and lionsgate films among others moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet offering you domain registration hosting domain sales and acquisition services wrap that up with 24 7 support that's your winning combination m-o-n-i-k-e-r .com. More than a name. This is Rainmaker. How did you get into this? You didn't just wake up one morning and go, I want to become a club passer. I learned when I was about 13 and learned how to juggle three balls and just thought, this is the greatest thing. He's over I here know, Age 13 and juggling balls. It's, uh, it's everything. I don't know about it. I'm growing up. <laughs> She's killing me here. Rainmaker. Live broadcast Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Entertainment Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm. The flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Hi, we're back. I am Maria Retan. I'm joined today by Jennifer Kemp of Kemp & Company, based in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And Jennifer is an interactive strategist. And we've just been chatting about how companies need to stay on top of trends in the interactive space or get left behind. And right before we went to break, we were talking about women and the myriad of ways that they've gotten involved in social media. And Jennifer, I was just curious about companies. We know companies are monitoring these conversations on these social networks, but should companies direct the conversations? I would love to get your thoughts on that. You know, I, I think it depends on the type of company. Um, I would say some of the more successful ways that I've seen companies become part of a discussion that's happening with or without them. So I just want to point that out that um, companies who who think just because they don't they don't see it, it's not happening. I mean, I think that's a recipe for disaster. Um, but but if you start to monitor the conversation and see what's happening and then make it uh, leverage it and turn it into an opportunity. So for example, um, companies who are listening to chatter about a product that uh, is difficult to put together once it's received in the home. 
this is a, a common complaint for women with consumer uh, electronics in particular, but other things that have to be assembled. And um, an example that I'm thinking of is where this company listened to uh, to the converse into the conversation, uh, took it into product development and packaging, and basically improved the whole process. Went back to the basically back to the forum and told the group in the forum that they were with the company and they had made these improvements based on what they'd heard on on the the network, and that uh, they were they had invited some some of the group to to um, test the product packaging again to see if they had you know made the improvement and it and so you can see how it it, it was real it was genuine involvement and it and brilliant it, 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 it evolved into change it empowered the people who were part of the network to begin with and the company was in, involved in an appropriate way. Yeah, I, I would say that was just brilliant because they were it was a company that was clearly listening. Mm-hmm. Um, and felt that what it was hearing was really relevant and then took action. And I think as consumers, we really want to just be listened to, don't we, and and understood. And I think that um, many companies aren't really doing that well. So when one does, it seems brilliant, I think. Well, ultimately, you know, even, even our, you know, multi-billion dollar companies are – selling products one you know one product at, or service at a time and so i mean if you genuinely want to be part of improving your customer service or um the adoption of a of a product uh you 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 really need to provide that level of of thought and involvement and then also tell people that you're doing it in that way so that you can start to get some great buzz off of that because that story didn't just stay on that social network, right? Somebody picked up on it, wrote an article about it, and then I'm telling this story now to you. So it's just a great example of the fact that it's a new way of thinking for many companies, and they need, they need to adopt that new, that new thought process. You know, at the top of the show, we talked a little bit about Web 2.0 and the fact that it's mainstream, and you and you mentioned some of the tools in the toolbox when it comes to Web 2.0. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, as you look beyond Web 2.0 into Web 3.0 and beyond, um, are some of these things that are current tools, are they going to kind of go away or dissipate as far as their power? And I'm thinking specifically about the power of the blog right now because blogs are so hot um, what is your thoughts on some of those tools, and like the blog? Is it going to remain a powerful tool, or will something eventually replace it? Well, it's it's funny. The blogging piece, actually, it, it, and you're right, it is really hot right now, and I think it will continue to, to go strong here um, because it's just so easy to do. And you don't have to be, you know, a genius at technology or design to create a blog and have a voice on, you know, an opinion about something. Um, but it's it's funny because blogging started in the mid '90s, and and so it's been around it's been around for a while. Um, I would say I can't I, I I can't predict where the blogging piece will go exactly, although I I could probably have a strong opinion that 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 will continue in some way, shape, or form. Um, What we're seeing with the the future of the web, um, we're we're seeing uh, the semantic web and way in the future, webOS. But what 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 semantic web is really moving toward is um, 
sort of freeing data and moving into web services. And um, so instead of, you know, data and, and things that were um, information being stuck on the brand site or stuck within a blog, right, it, it starts to make that information much more readily available to search engines and other methods that maybe aren't even invented yet about how to collate and aggregate this information to make it to make the system smarter so that it's doing more of the work for us once it knows what our preferences are and then it's more intuitive and it gives it back. I know that sounds very futuristic, but that's the prediction for semantic. Well, it sounds even more personal. I mean, I've always thought the web has the ability to be incredibly personal. I mean, you can you can go in and, and participate in a chat room or social media or you can blog and you have the opportunity to share opinions and insights. But it sounds like what you're what you what you're kind of predicting is even more personalized. And it, it, I guess it's hard for me, I don't come from this background, but it's hard for me to think of it getting any more personal. But it, it seems like that's what you're suggesting. Yeah, I, I think that's where it's moving. And, and um, there's lots of great information uh, on the web about this. Um, I, I actually think for right now, um, for the brands that we're working with, though, there's so much opportunity and low-hanging fruit with the technologies that we have before us and the things that are coming immediately down the, down the pipe here within the next, I'd say, 12 to 18 months, mobile being the big one, right? But if, if, um, if we're not doing uh, what we should be doing with 2.0 and, and other opportunities to reach people in the interactive space where they are, so it's finding out where these groups are and the conversations they're having and ha- and starting to be part of that conversation whether it's sponsored content it could be you know advertising we we need a better word for that right because we have a very specific thing in mind when we talk about advertising but if we, we if as a brand we have a relevant part of the conversation we're providing information that people want uh, what is what is that it, it, maybe it's just purely content um, but it exposes someone to the brand in a whole new way that, aver- that per- perhaps advertising, um, you know, and results in something that advertising doesn't doesn't elicit. Right. Well, it's certainly exciting times that we live in, and it's only going to get more exciting. And if your company is not already participating, it's imperative, imperative that you do. If you've been listening to Jennifer today, that is clear. Jennifer, thanks so much. We're going to wrap it up. I really appreciate you joining me today. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, we'd love to have you back, too, in 18 months to talk about some of your predictions. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) That would be fabulous. To learn more about Kemp & Company, log on to KempAndCompany.com. And I want to thank George, my producer, for another great show. And next week on Purse Strings, Tuesday at 3 o'clock, Angela Weather from Foresters is going to be joining me. Now, Foresters is a financial services organization where customers are actually members, and she's going to be sharing strategies for engaging the high net worth woman. So you're going to want to join us next week for Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock. Appreciate you checking us out today. Make it a great one.
at a price that was right for them. They'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice at a price that was right for them. They'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice at a price that was right for them. They'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice at a price that was right for them. They'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice at a price that was right for them. They'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice at a price that was right for them. They'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice at a price that was right for them. They'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice at a price that was right for them. They'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice at a price that was right for them. They'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice at a price that was right for them. They'd go out and say, I'm willing to buy this product or service for this price. Who's interested in selling it to me? So it really kind of turns the whole thing on its head to say, okay, now the people have, have a voice.